Now, if you get me now, if we had a two fifty dollar bill. Uh, that's something else. What a wait. You're talking about a two dollar fifty cent bill. <laughs> are you a ninety five foot tall reptilian from the uh, plesiosaurus from the <laughs> Triassic period? That would trying be, to get a tree fitting. That's, you know what a, I mean? that's another dollar. No, I'm not giving you no tree <laughs> fitting. You goddamn Loch Ness monster. Salutations and hello. Welcome back to another episode of Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West. The only or the longest running, consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network and the only podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tad Burt. With me today, as always, on another one of these Set It and Forget It episodes, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. I'm just going to launch right into it. I turned in my, I turned in 30 days notice of my job yesterday. Yeah. I have, uh, fucking had it with these people. Um, and that's really what it comes down to entirely. Yeah. I'm so beyond frustrated with the apathy of the people that I work with that I, I just can't do it anymore. There's only so much that one person can do. And I've got, I've got willpower for days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been six months yeah. and, and, and more, um, Basically, like I've officially had the position for five months, but basically I've been functioning in the role since August of last year. Yeah. So that's what, uh, that's eight months. Eight months. Yeah. <clears throat> and in that time, nobody has truly stepped to the plate to try and take a, a control of anything. They'll bitch and moan. Though I get I'll get yelled at about not following the list mm-hmm. from from people, but when then when then <clears throat> the president says at a meeting like we're going to lose this contract unless people step forward and make a difference, and people can't even take a flyer to like put in their their car window, yeah, so for people to apply or take it to the grocery store and put it on the bulletin board or take it to the gym and put it on the the bulletin board, like why am I killing myself to try and save your jobs? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, I'm good enough at this stuff that I can work anywhere. I've pretty well proven that time and time again. Uh, and so I I just like the last. It's been getting it's been getting it was getting progressively worse until about mid March, and then it's just really like almost exponentially ramped up yeah. as I, as all of the stuff fell to me. Yeah. Um. And in like in the last couple of weeks, it's gotten so bad. A couple of weeks ago, my kidney started hurting like all the time. And I thought that I was just massively dehydrating myself because yeah, I'm drinking too much it, coffee or yeah. soda. It's, you know, and that's, that would be the first thing I would think of. Yeah. Also. And and it's happened. Um, I remember I brought this in years ago on the show, but like right after I moved back to Tulsa, I started taking multivitamins, trying mm-hmm. to like be healthier. And oh, okay. <clears throat> The multivitamins, like there's so much shit that your body just can't absorb yeah. that it was they were making my kidneys hurt. And when I stopped taking them, my kidneys suddenly started, <laughs> stopped hurting. So I'm thinking I need to drink more water. So I started buying like every day I buy two. Ozarka has these like 50 or 60 ounce bottles. Yes. Or two the, for, the humongous things. Yeah. Yeah. Two for 375 at a uh, quick trip. So, you know, I'd stop at quick trip and get like a breakfast sandwich or, or you know, sometimes just the two water bottles. And I'd usually drink one and a half a day. And my kidneys were still hurting, so it definitely wasn't a hydration yeah. issue. 
um, it's it's a stress issue. And like as time went continued and like more things started, my head was my head. I've had a headache, persistent headache for like the last two weeks up until today. And uh, I was just like, ah, this job is going to literally kill me. It, and, it, it, it's killed people before. And yeah, it has. Yeah. And if, um, like these people are willing to sacrifice my life for their yeah. own comfort. Oh, yeah. Of and, course they are. Uh, I'm just not going to do it. These are the kind of people that would throw anyone else in front of a bus to save their own self in a heartbeat. Yeah. It, should I read, should I read the letter? Yeah. Yeah. So here's the letter. Uh, members of the executive board, please take this as my 30 days notice for my resignation as of May 28, 2022. I no longer wish to be the position that I have for the company that I work for. I wish you gave me enough time to appoint a replacement and allow for me to hand the reins over to them. It has become clear to me in the last few weeks that this is not a job that I should have ever pursued. I only applied, applied for the position in an attempt to help my fellow stagehands and give them a sense of stability and accountability. Each day I begin to wonder if this is a service any of them deserve. <clears throat> In the past four years, this company has seen crisis after crisis, and aside for very few members, it has not affected a change in the apathetic and self-serving attitude that pervades our membership. The complete lack of urgency to fix any of the overwhelming problems we've been facing is frustrating and demoralizing. This combined with the constant criticism and complaining without anyone offering to work for a solution has worn me past the point of caring. A person in my uh, my position who cringes at the sound of an email with an offer for new work because of the headache it will create is not someone who will be pursuing the best interests of the company. Further, my physical health has declined considerably since the beginning of this year, something I can only attribute to the massive stress levels that have only begun to build. And in the wake of person's death, uh, sorry, in the wake of person's death, it was decided that these positions need to be divided among a team. And I agree with that motive wholeheartedly. However, we let ourselves become apathetic again. And after other person's departure, we limped along with three assistants and made it work largely due to the efforts of third person and myself only at fourth person's sudden abandonment of his duties was a decision finally made to appoint a, uh, my job title. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it was only because that I was the last man standing and not because I was actually worthy of the position at this point, we should have at this point, which I, so uh, side note on that, I was told today that it was not because I was the last man standing. I was actually chosen for the job because of my qualifications. So I do feel better about that. Uh, that's mostly me just like whining and complaining, sure. which I don't typically do. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we should have aggressively pursued a third assistant, but we didn't. And I am to blame for that as much as everyone else. Then we lost, uh, person who helped keep things together with me to the road and suddenly a job that required th three people is being done by one and for the pay equivalent to an assistant manager at Walmart. Does it not concern anyone that if I were to get into a car accident, fall ill or be otherwise indisposed that there is zero backup? It keeps me up at night. I spend the day staring at my computer trying to will hands to respond to texts, skipping meals, missing appointments, and my head throbbing, only to be chastised by the by people for not giving them calls that they want as early as they want to get it. For whatever reason, it's supremely important for our hands to have their schedule set well in advance, but my time is worthless to them. I don't get nights off to go to a movie with friends. When I do spend time with them, I do it with my computer on my lap, working on invoices or calls or advances for the next show. Last night was my father's birthday, and instead of having a nice dinner, I spent most of it replying to call requests on my phone. Happy birthday, Dad. 
Two weeks from now will be my birthday and Mother's Day. Typically, my family goes to the castle of Muskogee to celebrate both days. It's been a family tradition for 10 years. However, I am 99% sure that I'll have to cancel on that to sacrifice more of my time for unappreciative, egotistical leeches who don't care about anything but themselves. So I am at an impasse. I want to bear down and push through this rough spot, rebuild things, but I cannot do it by myself. Perhaps losing another person in my position will finally shock our members out of their disinterest, but I highly doubt at this point. I've laid in bed every day this week wondering why I am doing this, feeling like a failure for the things people complain about and the things that they don't even know happened. Every sound my phone makes gives me anxiety. I dread emails from the production managers of our clients, and when I do sleep, I have nightmares about missed calls, no-shows, and about my body falling apart. In the last month, I have gotten the opportunity to again mix a full musical and do a small lighting design for the ballet, and this has really made it clear to me why I wanted to do theater to begin with. I want to be a programmer, designer, and even just a deckhand. I want to be doing theater. I don't want to sit in an office pouring over spreadsheets. That was the exact hell I imagined when going out in this world to find a career. I apologize for failing my obligations to the company by leaving this job. I apologize for the very real chance that this company loses their contract with the big arena and to any contributions my actions may have had to grow that growing rift. I apologize for failing to implement call steward at all, let alone in a timely manner. I wish there was more that I could do, but I no longer have the wherewithal to continue in what feels more and more like a hopeless cause. I'm happy to answer any follow-up questions any of you may have. Best. Tab Burt. Um, yeah, so I wrote that it sat on my desk for a little bit and then I finally decided, no, I'm, I'm done. This is it. This is the end of the line. Uh, this is all the more I can do. It's a shame. Yeah. Uh, because only like the, there'll be a few people that suffer a lot Mm -hmm. that don't deserve it. Yeah. And the, but there'll be a lot of people that suffer that do deserve it and, I, but I mean, how much, how much more can you give to someone? Like how much more blood can you give someone? Right. I mean, you can't, I mean, you you said it, your, your body's literally falling apart. Yeah. Trying to. Trying to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlike the sleep, sleep's awful. Um, I I talked about it on the show the couple of episodes ago about phobias. Like I can only attribute that nightmare that I had about being touched by someone to the level of stress that I'm under. Uh, It's like, what are you going to do? Like what what more do these fucking people want? Like they want to be able to sit in their chairs comfortably and not do anything and still so, so part of this part of this is like the way this was set up decades ago um the person that had my job also ran the payroll company and so he got a salary from the payroll company and he didn't go work shows he got no. this little pittance of a salary that the company pays us with the idea that oh you you get that little salary and then you can work shows and that's where you make your money yeah. but he didn't do that because he had his payroll company that he was master of the domain on and skim you know for every dollar you made he made a nickel so you you know you're making a hundred dollars a night he's making five dollars off you times a hundred hands that's a pretty fucking good money um for doing fuck fuck all outside of this the structure of what the job is supposed to be and because of that it was all kept artificially low most of the members are retired firefighters so they have 
health insurance and pensions, pensions yeah. through the them having been firefighters. So there was no need for us to have health insurance. Yeah. And now you, you've got a, a job that takes 12 hours a day, basically um, constantly on call for anything. Yeah. And like who else is aside from the card carrying members, which how much, how, what, like what percentage of the list do you think are card? 30%. 30% are card king members and they're all up high, of course. Right. These are the guys that have been doing it for a long time for the most part. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These are all the old timers aside from them who, you know, they go, these, these are the guys that actually, you know, go to the meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's still 70%. Like who, well, like who outside of other than you, in your position, do those 70% of people interface with? Yeah, I don't know. None, none of them. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to point how out. How many people do you, how many people know the, your name? Yeah, how many, how many people, how many people's name do you think I know though? Uh, I'd probably guess like 30 or 40. Okay, yeah, because I've been, because I've been working, working with them. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But what I'm trying to say is like that other 70%. The main person they interface with is me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't even mean main as in most of the time. I mean, like, you're the only contact bet- most really between that 70% and the union. Yeah. And so not only are you doing the – not only are you setting calls, uh, which, by the way, one of the first things you did was you talked about call steward. Yeah. And that was one of the first things, you know, you looked at when you started, started. And I looked at the website yesterday or the day before when you, you told, you told me that you were quitting. Yeah. And I, and I knew the things you had said about it and how much of the job, like it, it, it takes care of. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was reading some of the testimonials and they, they, these were bigger cities, mind you, but they were like. Uh, sometimes when we have a big show, we have to call in extra people to set the call. Yeah. And now with call now with this with this software, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, how many times has well some- I, the thing the thing to me when I was looking up call steward, I just went to Google and typed yeah. in call steward. First result is callsteward.com. Yes. So where you buy it. Yeah. And the next three pages of results are just locals across the country that are also using call steward. Yes. And so like that, that was when I saw that before I even clicked into the website and started to read testimonials and read about how the software worked, I was like, well, this has to work. It has to work. And even if it isn't perfect, it's way better than having than than what we have. Than what I'm doing right now, which is a Google spreadsheet and my, and a a, A cell phone, a text to a computer texting program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that takes time to implement time yeah. that I don't have yes. because I'm busy invoicing the last calls, setting the next calls yep. and getting emails about the calls even further on the future. Yeah. Yeah. When I talked to the guy from call Street, he was like, yeah, if you, if you get this, this software, just think of it as like a 15% raise for anybody who's doing call dispatching. And I was like, wow, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, how many times have you dealt with a person like a non-card carrying member who 
still doesn't know how this works. And it's like, hey, here's my calendar for the next couple of months. Yeah, uh, all the time. That's something like, and that takes you time away from like, like, you know, it all compounds, right? Yeah. There's all this little bullshit that you're dealing with that takes time away from you doing your action, doing the stuff you actually need to do. Uh, Let alone the stuff that I want to that do. That you want to do, yeah. right? Um, like that takes care of all of that. Yeah. But, and if one person would just go, let me, let me, cause I, I, uh, when I proposed it to the union, mm -hmm. I was going to implement it. Yes. When there were three people working. Yeah. So I was going to implement it and then I was going to hand it off and I was going to, that it was going to work that way. Right. And then I couldn't, was never sent an update because you need to take our call list and import it into their software. Yeah. But the version that I had was like two years out of date. There are a yeah. bunch of dead names on yeah. there. And, and there was there like the November 1st, we're going to purge a bunch of names out of our call list. And it was like, can we, can we get that yeah. November 1st thing? December, can we get that? Can we get you that? You got it in March, I think, right? Yeah, I got it in March. Um, that was when it finally came through. And so now I'm, I'm using it to set calls, but I don't have time to, to export it into their thing and send it to them and yeah. get transitioned over. Like it needs to be something that works. And all these people that were like, yeah, we should get calls to, we should get calls to, we should get calls to it. And I was just the one that finally made the motion. Like you, one of you motherfuckers can make a motion. Yeah. Um, so now it's on me to, to have done it. And I haven't done it because I have 500 million other things to do. I got the fucking be okay. Right. Breathing down my neck. Can we get an estimate for uh, for this show that's coming up? Like you know our fucking rates. Yeah. Let's look at the sheet. We get paid. Our tech ones get paid twenty two dollars an hour. What are the fucking prices? You want thirty six of them? They're gonna be working for ten hours. Fucking you. Fucking figure it out. Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't have time to do everything for everyone. Yeah. So like you know what I was trying to say is like. You like, you know, to everyone else, you are the union. Yeah. Right. And so that also means you are like, you are also the HR person. Yeah. You, you, you're the one that has been, has, you know, has to deal with this, you know, bullshit, you know, when stuff, someone, stuff like, uh, someone comes in for their first call, fills out all the new hire paperwork. They leave for the, they leave, mm -hmm. they do the morning shift, right? Then they leave. They come back for the evening shift. During the day, they go, oh, I need to redo that paperwork because I put a P.O. box on there. I don't have a P.O. box. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are, what the fuck? Like, that's the only way I can respond to that. So it's like, okay, I am not going to be here tonight. Uh, I'm leaving paperwork with the steward. Get with the steward and fill out the paperwork without the P.O. box, you fucking retard. <laughs> He comes back in for the loadout, doesn't, doesn't talk do to the that. steward, yeah. texts me the next day, uh, can I, uh, for another call, is that, can I do my paperwork then? Like, no, that person doesn't have the paperwork. The paperwork was at the venue you were at last night. Uh, you will have to get together another time. So it's, this has been weeks now. This person is like, is there some time we can get together this week? Like, no, I am, I am too busy to meet you somewhere to have you fill out paperwork that you've screwed up the first time because you put a P.O. box that doesn't fucking exist on there. <clears throat> so then, so then it's like, okay, I'm going to have a person at the arena all day this Saturday, 8 a.m. to, you know, past yeah. midnight. Anytime you, I'll, I'll let them know. Anytime you want to come in there, fill out that paperwork, you can take care of it. 
that day goes by, and then like a week later, uh, is there some time, some time we could get together or someplace I could go to fill this stuff out? Like, what the fuck did you do on Saturday? God. And I was like, that must be, that must be an isolated incident, right? And then I get this fucking text. Where can I double check that I use the P.O. box I have? Like, why, why are you asking me this days after the fact? Like, fucking get your shit together. Where do you get mail? Put that on the forms. Put that on the fucking forms. Uh-huh. Man, 25%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It has to be, because what compels you to put a P.O. box that you don't have on paperwork? <laughs> How did he come up with a number? Does he I know? know? That's, I, Does he know what how many numbers a PO box has? I, <laughs> Was it the right amount of numbers? I, I yeah, it's mind boggling. <laughs> it, it, Man, <laughs> like this is the this is the little piddly shit that just adds yeah. up all the time. Like the rigor, the head rigor just calls me. Any time of day. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, are you ready for hours? Okay, cool. We got uh, Tab, Truckin' and Tuckin', Tim, Todd, Jared, Robert. They were all at this event. They did four and four. I got Doug, uh, Jim, Todd, Ron, and Bill. They were at this event. They did five hours for the in, four hours for the out. But, was, but th- two of those hours are after midnight. And I'm just like writing this shit down, like trying to keep track of what it is and then hoping that I don't forget which notebook that I wrote this down in by the time I get back to my computer to make yeah, an invoice yeah. to send this guy. It's like, huh, wait a minute. Why don't you make your own fucking invoices and send them to your own fucking people? Yeah. Hmm? Since you guys taught, like he called me one day. He's like, yeah, this church on the move thing got canceled, but uh, they said they'd go ahead and pay two hours. So if you can invoice that, I'm like, what fucking church on the move? Th- no one fucking told me that this was happening. Oh, let's hey, let's talk about riggers. Yeah. Sorry, we're African Americans. Um uh I was working uh almost the entire week at, at a single venue this, yeah. the last week or last seven, eight days. And I saw the riggers there a couple of times. The last two times I saw them, uh I I had to ask our steward a question. He's an, he's a he's a guy that's been been there been doing this forever yeah and i had to make a clarify i had to ask him a clarification i said hey because i know sometimes because i know you know there's there's a little there's some differences between those guys and uh everyone else Mm -hmm. i said do they also have a four-hour minimum and he says yeah they do yeah because they showed up twice uh the last two times i saw them they showed up did their work in 30 minutes and left. Yeah. And they get paid a tremendous amount more the an most, than you the do. The most. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, you know, so they get paid three and a half, four times more than I do. I think they get paid three times more than you About do. Th- three times more than I do. No, no, they only, they, get paid, they only get paid like double you, what you get paid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. So it's still double. The, but they did, they did 30 minutes for four hours pay where I spent five hours there Mm -hmm. and got five hours pay. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. And then, and then what he said to me, he said, imagine PBR night 
And I fucking lost it because that was the night we got uh, 24 hours. We got 24 hours. hours for six hours of work. Uh, I didn't wasn't even thinking like what people were making people that already make more than me what they were making yeah with the multipliers yep yeah your steward was a good guy he's one of the like he's, he's one of the few right? he's a great guy he doesn't he doesn't want any of the hassle of the of the of my job no and he doesn't need to take it because he's been doing this forever yeah but he also doesn't complain about fucking anything. He well, I'm mean, the only complaining he does is regular ass complaining. Regular complaining, yeah, yeah. He's not chewing me out for anything. Um, he says yes to pretty much any everything I send him. Um, and bless his soul, the last the yesterday or whatever. The was. last few things, like there's been a few things I've sent him something, and he's like, and he's called me and been like, yeah. Uh no, I don't want to do a I don't want to do show crew on a Broadway run. I'd much oh. rather do these like one off four hour calls yeah. here and there, just because like it's just too much hassle. Yeah. I, I understood. <laughs> no problem with me. You want to yeah. do the ins and the outs only? Fucking, I'm happy. That's that's fine by me. I'm I'm not, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's really the only thing he's ever turned down. But what's more, it's pretty much like. He and I, he and I, he's like my number one, right? At the arena. Yeah. When I started the arena, I was Captain Picard. He was, uh, William Riker. Yes. Um, and he's always, if their ages were switched, if their ages were switched. <laughs> yeah. And, but he can recognize he's like, we have enough of a relationship now. He can recognize when I'm getting irritated or yes. frustrated or flustered yes. and on the point of wanting to lose it. Yeah. And he always has something encouraging positive to say mm -hmm. complimentary like yeah. he he knows he knows how to read people and like yeah. make them feel better yeah and totally yeah and, and i mean so you, you so work with that guy for a couple you work with that guy for a couple know, a, of, a couple of days especially in a small team that, that that totally comes out yeah like so sure he doesn't want to take over the reins of running everything yeah. but he also doesn't isn't causing any waves of any kind. And you can always count on him. And you can always count on him. Yeah. I take a hundred of that guy. Yep. You know, I take one of him for a hundred of the, uh, of everyone else. Yeah. You know, then, and there's all, there's a scale there of sure. different people. You know, I, I, there, like there are guys that will always say yes to everything and they, they don't really care about the position, but they'll bitch and moan about this and that. And you know, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, then there's just the constant complaint. It's really, it's really like a handful of bad scenes bad eggs, yeah. that are, that just really ruin it. And like, you guys get what you fucking deserve because those, those nice guys, they'll, they'll find something. Yeah. You know, wherever I end up, I'll fucking call them again. Yeah. <laughs> I got all their numbers and they, And, uh, you know, this is the only, this is the, this is like the only job I've ever quit. I've, I've left a job to move somewhere else. Sure. Sure. You know, it's like, okay, I got a better offer on the table. Here's my two weeks notice. Yeah. I'm going to go work at, at, you know, where, so wherever this other place is, I've been fired from jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've never really just quit without a plan because yeah. I don't have a plan. It's not that 
I, I mean, I May 28th, May 29th, I'll figure something out. Um, you know, and yeah, so that's what they've driven me to like trying to handle this with professionalism, trying to give them the 30 days, you know, a lot more than they deserve. Cause I'd really like to just, I would really like to just have been like, you know what? Fuck every one of you go figure yeah. out your own fucking calls for the yeah. next two weeks. There's a lot of shit coming up. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss out on unless someone takes this shit over right now. Uh, and yeah, they gave you a sinking ship, a sinking ship. And they said, Hey, you get to be a captain of the ship now. Yeah. And, uh, well, that was the thing I knew. I knew it was a, it was a sinking ship when I took the job mm-hmm. and I don't have so much pride to think like, I'm going to turn this shit around no. by myself. No, but I thought you, you could like start to make some steps. And if people saw things moving in the right direction, they would chip in. Yeah. And I should have known. Um, because of, I should have known because of the coffee. Mm. So many years ago when I was the house tech at the PAC, I got tired of his drinking shitty coffee. And I started, you know, it would just... It's just some days. Yeah. You're like, oh, here's Topeka Tuesday. Like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to make this Topeka coffee, and then Wednesday we'll be back to drinking Folgers. And, and everybody was like, we drink the coffee and break, and they'd be like, wow, this is good. This is good. What is this? You know, people would you know, people would perk up. It would it'd be happier. And I was like, well, instead of making good coffee down in my office every day and drinking that, why don't I just make good coffee for everyone? Yeah. So I started buying coffee, obscene amounts of coffee, hundreds of dollars of coffee oh, yeah. a month. And um, I wouldn't accept any money for it because it was, if I, if I'm, people are just giving me money to go buy coffee, it's not no longer a gesture of appreciation. Yeah. It's just a thing that mm-hmm. one person does. But when people would ask about, Oh, you know, do you, can I give you some money for this? I'd say no. Just bring some more coffee. Like go, go whatever brand you like. Yeah, go find, go find. Yeah, bring that yeah. here, and then then you can share it with everyone. The way I'm, I'm sharing Topeka that I enjoy with everyone. Yeah. Now you, you could bring yours and share, and uh, and nobody did that. Hmm. And I that should have been, and I did it for a year or more before everything got shut down, and I that should have been a sign to me that like, ah, these people are, these people are happy to take. It's, yeah. it's the chicken and the wheat, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I may, you know, I, I grew the coffee. I harvested the coffee. I roasted the coffee. I ground the coffee. <laughs> I poured the water for the coffee. Yeah. And now everyone's like, Hey, where's the coffee? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's what a, that what would a like, great that would like inspire me to like, as someone who occasionally drinks coffee, and and I I can tell when I don't like coffee, you know, yeah. it's bad. I that would like inspire me to be like, oh, maybe I should like try to like find some good coffee and share it with everyone else. Yeah, because it's it's really easy to just be like, oh, I've got cash in my pocket. Here's five dollars. Yeah, buy more coffee. You uh, go do it because it's putting it's foisting that shit onto yeah. another person and. And it's meaningless. It's like when you someone I would like when you someone gives you cash for your birthday or you know it's the card mm-hmm. with a hundred dollars and it's like oh okay you know it's nice the thought is nice but 
I'd much rather get, you know, be given a gift that's like, uh, like that book I got you yeah. for Easter. Yeah. Right. I just saw the book. I was like, I, Tim might like this book. I bought the book for Tim. That was that was the gift. It was awesome. I could have given you ten dollars yeah. whatever the fucking book costs, and then you could have been at the store and been like, "Oh, cool, this book that uh-huh. I might be interested yeah. in." But, but then that's not really a gift from me. Yeah, yeah. like I'm sure, uh, like some of my Christmas money probably got lumped into a big purchase I just made. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you, you. Couldn't tell you what it was. I couldn't tell you what it was exactly. It, you, it's. It's the, you know, I hate to say it, it's the thought that counts. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why I just avoid giving people Christmas and birthday gifts. Yeah. Cause then it's me being like, oh, I need to find something for Tim for his yeah. birthday or for Christmas or whatever. Whereas like, yeah, I got you a gift for, I think I said it was for Easter cause that was what the next holiday was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe we had just gotten past Easter. Um, I don't remember. I think it was the day before Easter. Yeah. So in any case. But you don't care about Easter. I don't care about Easter. I was just, I was killing time. We were going to, we had already kind of had plans to get together and I was just killing time because it was like, oh, we're going to meet at 730 and it was like 630. And I was like, well, I don't want to just sit at the restaurant doing nothing for an hour. Walking in the store. Ah, here's a, here's a funny, here's a, here's a book that Tim would like and I'll get trucking and tucking a joke book. And then Uh I ended up finding a book that. (laughs) Trucking and tucking would actually like yeah. should have gone with the joke one though. Yeah, uh, that that is a to me a more meaningful gesture than yes than here. Here's yeah. a birthday card. You know, here's a Hallmark card that I found and I put a hundred dollars in. And mm-hmm. now and you, you, and you and the the receiver has to do that thing where they like pretend the, that, <laughs> that they don't see they the don't, money. They don't see the money yeah. or or just like put it aside immediately and like uh, really focus on the card. Yeah. Tim, I hope you get fucked to death by dogs. What a beautiful card. Thank you. Wow. Oh, and there's a hundred dollars in it too. I did, did you mean to put this in here? Uh, just kills me, man. Yeah. I'm not anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I like, I, I feel depressed all the time. And I, I know there's a certain irony of being like, I have all this, all this stuff I need to get done. And now I'm sitting here just like fucking rambling. Yeah. But if I wasn't doing this, I'd be fucking crawling the walls. I've been sitting around <laughs> for days and I feel like my skin is crawling off. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's miserable. You were the last person that like, uh, I would say would be comfortable like having a, like working from home. Yeah. Especially when the work is, you know, just, Staring at spreadsheets and I mean, that was literally when we, you know, 18, uh, graduating from high school and it's like, what, you know, where do you want to head for a career and what kind of job do you want to get? And like the literal, the worst thing I could ever imagine at that time. And even still now is sitting at a computer. Like the only way this could be worse is being in a cubicle. Yeah. And just looking at spreadsheets and clicking through and adding numbers to things and writing stuff down. And, and that's all there is to life. Like that is, you're, you're, I, I, I mean, I'm literally rotting away because that's what I'm doing. The only thing that's maybe moderately better is that I sit at home and yeah. I can put <laughs> a show on, you know, Seinfeld on TV or Star Trek or Better Call Saul or like fucking whatever I'm watching and have and look up and have five seconds of distraction. Yeah. Whereas if I was in like a fluoresce under fluorescent lighting with 
you know, the great cubicle walls in a suit in a and tie, suit, yeah. then I, that would probably, that's literally hell. Like this is purgatory. Jersey wanted. No. Is that the one Angelina Jolie movie? Yeah. yeah where they curve bullets. Yeah. No, I never saw yeah. it. There's a great, he, there's, it, where she gets out of the tub and like, she's covering all the goo and it like breaks off of her and she's, you can see her butt and, and they like, like heals them and stuff. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> You're thinking of Beowulf. No, I'm not thinking of Beowulf. In Wanted, there's a... Uh, I don't know why I know this about this movie, but there's like this milky substance. Oh, there is. I forgot about the milk. Will, like, I forgot about the milk. All I forgot wounds. about the milk. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I only saw it when it came out. But I do recall... <laughs> I only saw it on Showtime like two or three <laughs> times at three in the morning. And one specific part. It's like like when you like when a VHS... <laughs> it gets that blurry part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, uh, like, the, the yeah. main guy quits his office job. And uh, I, I remember him like just taking the keyboard. I think it's, he hits Chris Pratt in the face with the keyboard and they, he hits just, just right up in the face and it goes to a slow mo and the, the letters blood and the letter. Yeah. Yeah. But they probably say, fuck you. I think they, yeah. Um, and you know, a tooth and yeah. Yeah. Or office space, office space. That's another good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and if that's, if you can do that, more power to you. Yeah. I, I got. I don't diminish people who. I just. I can't. I can't be yeah. in that environment. Yeah. I'm not a suit and tie guy. Like I try and dress nice for work because I have to be the face of this organization, and I wear a collared shirt and I wear decent pants, and I tuck my shirt in. But when I bought all those collared shirts, I bought them implicitly in my mind yeah. that these are work shirts. Yes. If these get stained or torn, then they get stained or torn, and I'll buy a new one. Yeah. Um, I'm not above pushing boxes or taking apart trusts or getting on my hands and knees and, and like doing the real physical labor. I like not to, but, but even so like last weekend I did a show in Stillwater, South Pacific, and I was running the rail. Mm -hmm. Like I, that was, that was so enjoyable compared to sitting at a computer all day, pull a rope get banana shows <laughs> over. I mean, I was tired when I, when we yeah. got done and I, I think the physical strain of doing all that rail work combined with the stress that I'm under Probably made me compounded. sick for two days. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was, that was, you know, it's like all these little things that have, that, has, that started to really pile up in my head that made me just snap and go like yeah. I quit. Uh, and that was one was that I was sick for two days because you did some actual because work. I did actual work yeah. and, I, and I was just like I don't I don't get sick I'm not a person that gets sick but I had like my body temperatures were going back and forth and I was shaking and had chills and then be sweaty and it's just like this, this is not the fucking way a man is supposed to live yeah uh, yeah anything you want to talk about this week Tim yeah, speaking of physical labor, um, oh boy, uh, men and women, yeah, biologically different creatures. Okay, racist. <laughs> wow. This yeah, I thought about I thought about I thought about this and was like, man, this has got some. Uh, this might have some edge to it. Uh, Jesus that I usually Christ. don't bring in. Um, 
Gonna be some alt right talking yeah. points in here. <laughs> so, do you want me to go get my my hood for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Um, so, speaking of physical labor, uh, I guess it was yesterday. Uh, it was yesterday, Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Yesterday, um, I was at the last day of this sort of week of a call, and we were guess what we were doing. Building a stage. Building a stage. Yeah. And guess how many of us there were to do it? Five. Four. Four. Amazing. Four. It was it was funny because Monday usually you build the stage first. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of like we were we weren't we we, we hadn't uh, taken everything complete. It was a, more of a changeover than a yeah. uh, you know loaded load out load in. So Monday we thought we we thought we were gonna do, do the stage Monday and there was only three of us. And we're like, uh, this is going to not be fun if we're doing the stage day. It turns out we did it Tuesday. We had another person. So the three of us that were there Monday have been doing this whole week thing, right? Mm. Together. So there was a no-show on Monday. Was was it the... <laughs> the girl? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, see, I didn't know that. So we didn't know there was a no-show uh, in fact, the the guy said, "I th- I think I may maybe only asked for two or three today." Mm. Anyways, um, uh, the three of us are men. Mm-hmm. One who is the guy who said, "We you're uh, you're number, number one,", one. Uh, and he's he's up there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but he's not he's not above doing some real hard work. Yeah. some hard real work. And there's another guy who's he's a little uh he's shorter than me, but he 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 works. Yeah, he does. He's a good worker. And me, I've I've done the stage. They hadn't I I don't think either of them had done the stage at that bef- there before. And so and I had recently, like a month ago, and yeah. I know how it sucks. Um so our fourth person was this girl. A little petite girl, yeah. Skinny skinny girl. And uh when you're doing, when you're lifting heavy things over and over and over, and sometimes like above your head, or like you're, it's, it's, it, they're four by eight panels. Yeah. That weigh way too much. That weigh way too much. And, uh, the previous event is these are double-sided panels. The previous event was on the black side, which is, you know, um, I don't know how to describe the material. It's it's a solid floor. The other side of every panel is carpeted and we had to put the carpeted side up. So every single panel, every single one of these four bay panels had to be flipped over mm-hmm. on top of like getting raised and put onto the stage braces. Um, and I mean, I have worked with hands that are ladies that can do that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, some people are short and skinny, whether they're a guy or a girl and can't do that. And it kind of sucks when they're forced to do forced to be with, you know, be with you trying to help. Yeah. And I don't know. We, we, <laughs> we were standing outside waiting to be let in and saw her coming around and be like, Oh, is she the, f- no, really? 
because we knew we were doing the stage and knew it was gonna suck. Because it took you know it takes five five hours to do that. Anyways, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, you know nothing against her. I just I much rather would have had someone that can lift more. Yeah, of course. Even if it was another lady. <sighs> Way to wait until nine p.m. to ask about a call that's for tomorrow. Uh, I. Good luck. That's the other thing, man. Like, I mean, the last couple months of the show. Uh, yeah. you are still working during the show. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, like, I don't know. If, yeah. The last dozens of episodes. Yeah. Right. Probably the last two or three months, last two or three months of episodes. I just a, tune out of what Tim is talking about. Yes. Look at the computer, do work. And yeah. then, yeah. L- then let tune back in and yeah. I remember and, like if, if everyone remembers Andy talking to, you know, calling in about tap's phone going off. Yeah. When his phone's not going off, he's, you know, it's, it's on vibrate email. and yeah. it's, it's either an email or it still pops up on my screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they're not going to have a call tomorrow. I don't even care. It's a box truck worth of stuff. Let your own fucking people handle it. I'm, I'm really over it. Well, you want to do some news? Yeah, let's do some news. This episode is brought to you in part by the Rakeda News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from um, from our senior reporter, Dad Kex. Okay. Um, a uh, a forty nine year old lady from London just married her cat. So that landlords couldn't evict her for breaking the no pets rule. That's very clever. Yeah. Um, apparently she was uh, previously forced to rehome three other pets due to their zero tolerance, zero tolerance rules on uh, no pets. Um, her husband is a five-year-old female tuxedo cat. <laughs> Who lost a leg during a 2020 accident. So it's not really a husband, then it'd be a wife. Why? I guess wife, yeah. 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 Um, uh, who is, quote, fundamentally the most important thing in my life after okay. my children. That's very sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people love their pets, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to say fundamentally the most important thing in your life outside of your children, uh-huh. a little much. Yeah. Uh, by marrying her, I need... Any future landlords to know that we come as a package and we cannot be separated under any circumstances as she is important to me and she is as important to me as the children. So not not just the most important thing after her children. She is, quote, as important to me as the children. That's wild. They got married on April 19th at a public park. They had a ceremony. They didn't. She didn't just fill out some paperwork. They had a ceremony. Wow. Quote, I recited vows under the universe that no man will ever tear myself and India is the name of the cat apart. Mm. So what happens if she meets a man and decides to get married again? I refuse to be parted with her. I'd rather live on the streets than be without her. 
Can you just like when you search on Zillow for apartments or homes, like find one that's cat friendly? Uh-huh. That make more sense. Um well speaking of living on the streets, uh apparently she lost her job in March and is anticipating a new eviction as a result. Seems like this lady's just this lady's trying life to is not extremely get extremely yeah. chaotic. <laughs> um and that's why she can't keep a pet. Quote, I'm on my last pennies and I'm terrified of losing her. I can barely leave my house with anxiety over what the future holds. I'm just desperate not to lose my cat. Mm. She said that the job loss motivated her to marry the cat so that any future landlords know that the two come as a package deal. Or maybe she's hoping that uh, the cat will get a job. <laughs> um, you know, her and me both. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mice catcher, maybe. Anyways, um, our next news story comes to us from the land of the pure and clean Japan. Absolutely Korea? no. No, absolutely no degenerates in Japan. In Japan. Okay. Um this is an April Fools episode. <laughs> no, uh this is this is a news story about 38-year-old Akihiko Kondo who uh you might remember uh um he he married Hatsune Miku earlier. I, I'm trying to remember when this was, but uh, these are basically gibberish. <laughs> she's the uh, she's the hologram girl with blue hair. She's a holog she's a hologram singer in, in from Japan. Okay, she's not real. Okay, a computer makes her, and some guy you know animates her, and she sings. And this guy is in love with her, and he married her. Wouldn't the creator have to sign off on that? Probably. Um, he, he identifies as. Fictosexual, <laughs> which is uh, a person attracted who is to things that aren't real, sexually attracted to fictional characters, uh, <laughs> according Christ. to LBGTQIAF. Yeah. According to some research, there are thousands of fictosexuals in Japan who are in unofficial relationships with other fictional characters. Um, he 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 said he started dating her in 2008. Before they had an unofficial wedding back in 2018, probably there's probably probably was a news story on the episode yeah. somewhere somewhere then. He spent uh, an estimated seventeen thousand dollars, roughly about two million yen, on the ceremony. Jesus Christ! Though his family did not attend. Seventeen thousand dollars. I mean, surely that could be like a good down payment on a house. Yeah. Or a condo, uh-huh. wherever you want to live in Japan. Uh. So while he's been married for four years, uh, he unfortunately cannot communicate with Miku anymore due to a technological roadblock. His mic came unplugged. <laughs> um, my USB hub died. My keyboard and microphone no longer work. Yeah. Uh, so he has a machine called a gate box. It's a $1,300 machine. Hmm. Uh, it allows people to communicate with fictional characters via holograms. So it like projects them in the air? I guess. Uh, he began using Gatebox to talk to his wife in 2017. And unfortunately, Gatebox software was just recently discontinued. Oh, no. Um, no more updates. Yeah. Um. Apparently, he has a life-size version of her in his house somewhere. That is fucking weird. Yeah. 
but yeah, yeah. So it's like if if this is the uh, photo, um, it's a it's like a uh, giant ass tube that she resides in as a hologram. I'm showing Tab the picture. That is that's like the little frozen sculpture of Nora Freeze that yes. Mr. Freeze has uh-huh. in the Batman and Robin. Yeah, but imagine if if uh, Victor like talked to her, and she would dance and sing in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, we've got another news story here. Um, a couple from Broken Arrow, which is a uh, where we are right now. <laughs> where we are right now, um, are in custody after police uh, found an explosive device in their car. Um, was it fireworks yesterday? No. Um, they were investigating what turned out to be a bomb in a vehicle. It's a bomb. Um, an officer had stopped the vehicle because it was suspected of involvement in a shoplifting incident. Um, the, uh, specifically $300 worth of Lego sets. That's what they shoplifted. That's what they shoplifted. Mm. So, um, so one big one, yeah, half of one, half of a set. They saw half of a Lego set. Uh, um, apparently the cops saw, uh, the Lego sets in the backseat along with what would appear to be an explosive device. Yeah. That's what they, they keep pulling me over. That's why they kept pulling me over the other day. Um, No, no, no. These are mine. These are my Lego sets. Yeah. Uh, the bomb was described by officers as four red quote boom sticks with green fuses tied together. There was one bottle rocket in the middle. The green fuses were tied to. I mean, this, that, that's, that sounds like a bomb to me. Sounds like it looks like a bomb. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, uh, the guy of the couple, uh, admitted to building the explosive device using fireworks, um, he stated he was going to blow things up, but did not intend to hurt anyone. But, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, don't steal Lego or else police will plant a, plant a bomb in your car. Yeah, they definitely plant those, <laughs> those broken arrow police are shifty. Well, I've got one last quick news story here. Uh, Tab, you're a fan of cereal. I, I have eaten cereal. You have eaten cereal before yeah. and you have liked it before. Uh, you have liked particular cereals before. Really? I've eaten cereal. I, yeah. You haven't ever had a a cereal that was like, this is pretty good cereal. No, no, no. Cause I kind of gave up on breakfast. Like when I was 10 or 11, cause most cereal is just, you know, it's either, it's either candy or it's it's good for you. (laughs) I, I like, there's, I like one that I think is in between. I like honey bunches of oats. Okay. It's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's, it's half candy, half good for you. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, like I, if I'm, if I were going to go, oh, I want breakfast. I don't want a bowl of cereal. I want eggs and bacon oh, and same. waffles, Absolutely. pancakes, yeah. sausage, yeah. all that, you know, uh, hash browns, all that kind of stuff. When I think of cereal, I think of like, this is what a sad person eats alone in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Or for dinner at night. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> People eat cereal for dinner. Yeah. You're past the point of saying. Well, there's a new uh, cereal coming out. 
specifically on May 4th, f- for oh, the Jesus holiday on May Christ. 4th. What? Some fucking gay Star Wars cereal. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. No, May 4th is also National Orange Juice Day. Oh. So <laughs> Tropicana is putting out cereal that is specifically intended to be mixed with orange juice instead, instead of, of milk. milk. Uh, it's called Tropicana Crunch. It's touted as the, quote, the first ever breakfast cereal created to pair with Tropicana Pure Premium. Gross. Uh, it's, it's only sold on... It's only going to be sold on TropicanaCrunch.com, and they're going to give away boxes for free while supplies last. Uh, It's described as a honey almond cereal that has honey almond clusters in it. Uh, They say that after experimenting with various flavors and textures, Tropicana decided on a granola-based cereal because it can resist the acidity in orange juice better than flakes, which would become soggy more rapidly. So some poor bastard has been sitting in (laughs) Tropicana headquarters for the last 18 months just being given bowls of cereal filled with orange juice and just having to eat them Yeah, and just crying to himself. Uh The honey almond flavor was chosen to counteract the tartness of the orange juice. Um, Tropicana has taken a bold attempt to address some of orange juice's perceived faults uh, in the last few years. Um, uh, Tropicana toothpaste they did last year. Um, they gave that away because, you know, everyone, you know, talks about the, you know, the toothpaste and orange juice combination mm-hmm. being terrible because yeah, it is it is so like when people make fake flavors of things one of <laughs> that's usually one of the things you know orange like, juice and cereal yeah, yeah like i remember like um when when lays had their like submit your own flavor things people were posting the dumb shit they were like lettuce <laughs> <laughs> and i remember one of them being uh orange juice and toothpaste yeah yeah Ugh. well this has been the Ricada News Network, definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know it doesn't take care of what? Some one-liner, insert one-liner here. And if you want to help with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, where we won't fulfill any of our promises for the last <laughs> fucking three months because I have a job that is literally purgatory. Sorry about that. But you know what? May 28th, we're just going to go we're on a fucking right on content. It. Yeah behemoth it's gonna be incredible uh because i won't have anything to do anymore uh so yeah anyway thank you to all our patrons big and small for supporting us especially during this like last six months of bullshit seven months of bullshit whatever however many months of bullshit we are up to now of like unfulfilled obligations and i'm sorry um there's just there's just not enough time in the day. No, like, there, we, there we literally cram, isn't. We cram. We've been cramming these episodes in like wherever we can fit them, just to stay consistently doing them. And I mean, for me at least, mostly for my mental health, to yeah. be able to like let all of this like hate and resentment out on a regular. Because <clears throat> this is like the this is the release valve. Yeah. This is like why I don't tell people to kill themselves <laughs> at, at work. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you for being that release valve and hope you enjoy some aspects of the show. But uh, speaking of, of news and current events, you want to talk about Twitter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Elon Musk put in a, an offer to, to buy Twitter and it the board approved it. Forty four billion dollars. A.K.A. Think a, one Chaos Emerald, <laughs> which is a great joke. <laughs> 
And you can't tell me otherwise. Because his father owned a emerald mine in apartheid South Africa. <laughs> the the funniest thing to me is that so for like the last five years or more, mm-hmm. conservatives have been like, uh, you know, these social media companies are, you know, they're they're acting shady, yeah. they're not allowing true discourse, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got all these shadow bans, these policies need to be more open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we need a free and open internet, and the leftists have been like, "There, it's a, if you just build your own Twitter, <laughs> yeah. you, you you don't have a right to a platform. Just build your own Twitter." Uh-huh. And then Elon Musk buys Twitter. He's like, "I'm gonna unban all the banned accounts," which is fucking great. <laughs> uh, get ready for some real spicy tweets from me as soon as the, <laughs> the floodgates open back up. Um, I've already been, I've already been on it. I got a preemptive start. I, I filed for my appeals yeah. and I've just been putting nothing but slurs in those and telling those people to kill themselves and let me have my fucking account back. Cause daddy must is going to come rape them and then they're going to kill themselves. And, uh, and I do that like one account per day, just send them, you know, I, I, I figured one of those people are quitting soon, but I want to really trigger them a few more times before they leave. Uh, but it's been like that news was announced Monday, I think, uh-huh. and it's been all of forty eight hours, and already the uh, Joe Biden announced a Department of Fighting Misinformation, yes, yes, yes. online misinformation. Yeah. It's like a uh, uh, Ministry of Truth, much? What the <laughs> fuck? What fucking year is it? Yeah. Um, the and the leftists are like, uh, th- there could be algorithmic thing and shadow banning, and this is all bad. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. What? <laughs> what? What happened to build your own fucking Twitter? Yeah. Musk bought his own Twitter. You want to have a Twitter full of fucking censorship and assholes? Build your own fucking Twitter. I don't think that he's not going to like. I don't, I don't believe that he's going to like go in there and be like, yeah, everybody use all the fucking end slurs. No, you want. of course not. Uh, I do think that he he claims you know he claimed that the hyperloop was going to work too. <laughs> uh, he claims that they're going to make their algorithms open source yeah so people can look and see you know what's how the shit actually works and i i am cautiously optimistic that this is a a good step towards an open internet not the continued slide into like people think that twitter's overwhelmingly liberal because they've banned everyone left to the right of trotsky it's and so it's been it's just been so great watching these meltdowns and uh, I mean, as with everything, I, Andrew Torba, right? The guy that runs Gab. Gab is the free, okay. free speech alternative I, to I, Twitter. Yeah, right? I recall With that, the man. frog instead yeah. of, you know, and so instead of tweets, you post Gabs, I think. Um, Andrew Torba launched Gab. It's been a colossal failure, but he was keep standing by it. Uh-huh. Uh, Andrew Torba is like, super fundamentally Christian. And so he on his platform doesn't allow like pornography and blasphemy and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I think that's bad because that is speech that should be allowed. Yeah. Conversely, Twitter doesn't allow like people to call people fucking retards, even especially when they're acting like (laughs) retards, you can't post China virus disinformation. Um, I think that's also bad. Yeah. Now that's what you call, consistency Uh i like to have a free and open internet where people can if you don't if you don't like what someone's posting there's a block button block them 
Uh, I don't like Elon Musk's spicy tweets. Blocked. Bam. Now you now you don't have to be confronted with content. You don't like mm-hmm. curate your content. Um, I mean, that's really what I ask. That's all I want from people is consistency. Yeah. I. But these people, they're like the second it changes, they were totally fine with Twitter censoring, censoring conservatives. They were totally fine with the algorithm hiding, you know, posts that they deemed misinformation. Even though the stuff that they deem misinformation, then you know, three months later, mm. it turns out like, oh yeah, all this <laughs> stuff is true. Yeah. There's no apologies. No. Like people get people got banned from Twitter for claiming, you know, stuff about the vaccines, like that they cause myocarditis, and then. Six months later, it's like, yeah, there is a link to myocarditis. Like, are you going to unban all those people that you banned? No, that was a that was against the rules at that time, so they're mm-hmm. still banned. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the rules were wrong. Uh, they were fine with that. They don't care about any of that. But now that the rules might change to be against them, mm-hmm. now it's a big fucking problem. Yeah. And I just, I hate people that aren't consistent with that. It's very... Very easy for me to take the stance of the internet should be free and open because I don't like Andrew Torba's anti like super Christian mm-hmm. platform. I don't like Jack Dorsey's super leftist platform. You can't you can't look at that and go like ah oh, gotcha. <laughs> you could maybe say like oh but on your uh, paypig dot mastodon account you have hundreds of of accounts blocked and muted and whole instances blocked and muted like yeah. Because I don't want to see that. Because I don't want to see that. I want to yeah. curate my. I don't want to. I I probably have like a thousand anime bot that they just <laughs> post pictures of anime girls. It's like I want to scroll. That's through this. that's what you want to see, which is yeah. why you have. <laughs> it's like I don't fucking care about any of that. There's yeah. a bunch of porn accounts and stuff, and uh, like yeah, just mute it from my timeline to curate my feed. I don't think that those people shouldn't be able to have their instance yeah. where they post weird anime shit. I just don't want to have to interface with it. And that's the great part. The same way, the same way if I was on the street and some guy is just standing there like shouting about how like climate change is going to kill us all or how mm-hmm. like the, they're putting chemicals in the water to make the frigging frogs gay. Uh, unless I like absolutely had to be in that vicinity, I would just leave. Yeah. I had to deal with that. Uh, when I went to the Slipknot concert, I was waiting yeah. outside and there's, you know, some Westboro type with pictures of dead babies with a megaphone. You know, uh, being like, I just want, I just, God just wants to love you. You know, yeah. the people that pick fights with those guys is like, that's what they want. That's what they want. That is what they want. Yeah. The best thing you can do. There was, I don't, um, I think I was working a loadout for something and I showed up and had to park a little ways away and mm-hmm. then walk in. No, no, I, it was it was a show. There was it was a two show day. It was Snoop Dogg. Oh, okay, you know, he had this one show, and then the next yeah. day he had another show. So I didn't get to the venue until like four or five in the afternoon, and it was downtown was already packed. And I walked past like these guys holding something about I don't I, so I didn't even read them. I just saw they had signs and the guys holding a Bible. I think a guy was holding like a big cross, and I was just walked right on by. But yeah. then you know, as I'm walking by, people are like. Well, you gotta get out. Blah, blah. Like you're you're feeding into it. Yeah. Just ignore it. Just hit your mental block button. Go enjoy your concert. Have have a good time. Yeah. Stop dwelling on what everyone else is doing constantly. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Twitter. But I the meltdown the meltdown's hilarious. I saw a funny. I saw a real funny melt up. If if that's a thing. oh yeah. Or like it was on. It was. I mean, already some guy was like. The past five years, I have my the algorithm has uh, 
has shoved my tweets under where they should be and has, has not been exposing me to where I am. And now that Musk bought Twitter, all of a sudden I'm getting real popular now <laughs> and everyone's seeing my <laughs> tweets. Like my dude, that it's <laughs> not how that works. The fact that like Twitter employees are worried that Donald Trump is going to be unbanned. Like what? Block him. Block him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow Donald Trump. I'm not interested in the dumb shit coming out of his yeah. Twitter account. You know, he's he posts like I, I think it's on I think it's on Mastodon. People keep posting like he will post these like they're basically tweets about stuff, but it's like from the desk of Donald Trump and all this shit. Mm. And it's just this long text wall about something about how like Joe Biden sucks. Yeah. I'm I'm not fucking interested. Scroll on past. Just I the the babysitting people need to have mm-hmm. they need to have their little internet mommies to take care of them it's like you you are ruining it for everyone else yeah remove yourself from the internet we need two internets uh so yeah like i said i i don't think elon musk is going to like change the world with what he's doing cuz he's fucked up pretty much everything else he's ever yeah. done <laughs> but it's it's has the potential to be better than what the current one is. And all the fucking people defending Jack Dorsey. Well, you know, I don't think Jack Dorsey really wanted Twitter to become a censorship platform and like a tool of the state. But, uh, you know, he got these people in there and they kind of took it over from him. It's like, no, I don't think Hitler wanted to kill all the Jews, (laughs) but like the people under him did not to, you know, add Hitlerum fallacy. But like when you hire, you hire a group of people, right? And then, and you're the, you're in charge. You're the big boss. I created this. I'm mm-hmm. the owner. And the, and I hire you and you go like, I want this to do a thing that's antithetical to my beliefs. The thing that I should do as the owner is fire you. Yeah. <laughs> because as soon as you start to like, you, as soon as you let your thing be destroyed, you're at fault. You were the controller. You were the keeper of this thing that you let be destroyed. And on top of that, it's one thing. Um, it'd be one thing for someone like, I don't know, Tom from MySpace, where it gets bought out from under you, it gets perverted, and you walk away. But like yeah. it got perverted under his watch, and then he profited from it. He became a billionaire from it, and all the while tries to play both sides of the fence by mm. being like, yeah, I didn't really want it to be a censorship platform, but at the same time, the fact that it is a censorship platform is okay. Because I got a billion dollars. Because I got a billion dollars from it. Like if, if you have principles, you'd go, no, I'm not selling this... I'm not letting you people take this over and turn it into a fucking Orwellian hellscape. So we'll see. We'll see if when, when you see, start, start seeing tweets from mad cucks again, when, <laughs> you know, Elon has finally delivered on a promise. And I, I mean, I don't even know when he actually takes it over. I just know he made, he's made the offer and he's it's made, been accepted. Yeah. Like and money has to change not only hands. that, but like, it's, I think he, he leveraged it against <sighs> Tesla stock, nice. which as soon as he announced that he he bid uh tesla stock started going down so his offer was worth less i don't know there's there's some he i just i just know that he leveraged it against the tesla stock which then started going down yeah i saw there was a really funny tweet this lady's like yeah i just lost thirteen thousand followers in the last day twitter shareholders are not going to be happy about this (laughs) like do you not understand uh, what uh, buying a company means yeah. you stupid bitch uh, 
ultimately, I think like social media is cancer, and it'd be, be we'd be better off just mm-hmm. getting rid of Twitter completely. Um, but if you know, if it stops banning people for and the shadow bans and the burying of things and the way they'll like hide the trending topics if they don't fit the narrative, mm-hmm. just it's fucked up, man. Get rid of all the bots, like the artificial artificially inflated. Uh, follower counts and yeah. stuff and the things that just like auto repeat people's things and r- really get rid of all the corporations kick all the corporations off of twitter why do we need to know what frito-lay has going on yeah you're not a, you're not a person <laughs> imagine the guy that that is that is follows frito-lay on on twitter exactly like i really got to know what what new flavor of Fritos is out there, man? No, I guarantee you what it is, is uh, Frito-Lay was like, oh, win this contest to win $10 million. Sure. If you follow, follow us, yeah. like this tweet, retweet this tweet, yeah. and then reply to this tweet and, you know, all the boosts. It's like the they'll post on Instagram. I see these posts of like dumbass ways to do things, stupid shit. And... Uh, I know the posts are, are created so people comment and go like, this is fucking dumb. Because mm-hmm. all Instagram doesn't care what the text of the reply no. is. It only cares that the, there, there was is an interaction. Yeah. So now it's going to boost it. And it's like, yeah. if you people would wake up, <laughs> stop doing that, this yeah. shit would stop appearing on your on everyone's feeds. But people watch these like stupid 90-second videos or whatever the fucking length of the videos are on Instagram that are just obnoxious. So I've got a ton of people blocked on Instagram. Like yeah. I, I have a rule browsing Instagram. If I see like the same little like cat thing or dog thing or people thing, mm-hmm. if I see the same, the third time I see a thing, I just start blocking accounts <laughs> because there's all these accounts that are just like cats daily, dogs oh, daily, yeah. cute pets daily, rabbits daily. And, of you know, and they just circle post the same like, yeah. Yeah, the first time you see it, you're like, "Oh, that's cute." This is like the dog is is sleeps like a person. Yeah. And then the third time you go, "Okay, I'm tired of seeing this. Let me filter out all this shit." And the companies that post annoying. Although I did, I saw an Instagram ad the other, today for this game where you're like a gunman and you're shooting at these monsters that are like walking towards you slowly, and the monsters are, I shit you not, a giant wearing a crown. And a Godzilla monster. <laughs> Holy shit. I know. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> huh. Yeah. I don't even know what that would be. Uh, it was like Giant Hunt or Monster uh, Fight or something. Some, yeah. Uh, some mobile game. Yeah, yeah, it's just a mobile game. And you shoot at them and you like shoot their arms and legs off and then they die. Huh. But the but the one of the enemies is like just this big tall dude wearing like a king uh-huh. crown and then a Godzilla monster. That's I funny. think there was another monster in there. Uh just a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> so a giant screaming Mexican. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or a, a penis the a penis with a sombrero. Oh that yeah, that would be good. Sombrero penis. Oh, speaking of sombrero penises, uh-huh. I need to post this. Uh, check this picture out, Tim. Tell me what, tell me what you think these look like. If you haven't been prepped already. Uh, I assume now I'm going to go assume these are props of some sort. Stage, stage props. Um, they look like balls. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think they're like they're, they're, now. What I assume they are are like bases of like palm trees. You are exactly correct. Yeah, but what if you put a little cowboy hat on top of one of them, like this, while it was on stage? <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a nutsack with a cowboy hat on it. Uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll text you this photo. This should be the uh, the background the the thumbnail. Okay, it's yeah they. This is a these are prop palm tree palm trees yeah. for uh for a show and they can't like pull full size palm trees on it. So it's just the base and like a foot of palm tree. Mm-hmm. But they look like hairy balls with a little flaccid <laughs> dick poking out of the top of them. Uh, oh man. And on we looked out on stage and there's someone set a cowboy hat on top of the little stump that's and funny. it was like this <laughs> that's intentional. <laughs> yeah. How can it not be at that point? Yeah. Anyway, well, do you have a do you have something more you want to talk about, Tim? Uh, I watched a movie last week uh, <laughs> that I had been vaguely interested in since it came out. The Mighty Ducks. No, I've seen <laughs> the Mighty Ducks and D two and D three. Um, now this is a movie I had been vaguely interested in when it came out because of because of its uh, premise, but never got around to seeing it. Uh, the Adjustment Bureau. Uh, I I agree. I've also been interested in seeing it. Yeah, don't bother. Right to it. Okay. Um. So, what do you know about that movie? Um. I want to say that like Matt Damon is yeah. like a a retard, uh-huh. <laughs> and he just says his own name a bunch. Yeah, and he like operates on strings. Mm-hmm. Now, aren't they? Don't they like change history to? like fix the timeline sure 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 yeah that's what that's about what i knew i knew it was like i knew that the adjustment bureau were the bad guys and they were like trying to like uh, like fix his history his timeline or whatever there was a there was a julianne moore movie that was about that was similar where they uh, she had a husband Mm -hmm. that just or maybe it was it was either her or sandra bullock i don't remember what the name of the name of it was uh but they sandra bullock it was was it Sandra Bullock and she's she's like got wakes up one morning and she has a different husband and she's the only one that remembers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not necessarily one of those, um, but it was way too heavy on the sappy romance, the the adjustment bureau. adjustment bureau, and oh. not enough uh cool, cool sci fi cool sci fi. Yeah, it was disappointing. I think like Matt Damon. It's Matt Damon and then Emily Blunt is the is the lady. Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh he he's doing his charming Matt Damon thing. Mm-hmm. Uh which watching it again, I was like, I I think I like him more than I think I do. Because when I think about Matt Damon, I think about Matt Damon. And I think about like bad Matt Damon movies. Yeah. Um He's 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 pretty charming. I I would I would much rather watch him than his best friend in a movie. Uh, his best friend being Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, I'd much rather watch Matt Damon. Um, and Emily Blunt was pretty. She was a little bit too. She was a little bit too much of a uh, manic pixie dream girl. Because this is like mm. this is what like 2011 or so. Yeah, really at the height of like that she's quirky and she's a dancer and you know she's rough around the edges and but it it worked i i i i thought i don't know that they worked together but they both worked individually 
Uh, but yeah, it ended up to being too much of a sappy romance. Like if we, if we love each other enough, we, we can, it doesn't, you know, we can fix the timeline or whatever. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Disappointing. Uh, though I will say it is very funny. So, uh, this isn't really ruining it, but so the adjustment bureau, the actual agents, you see them since the beginning, you know, through, throughout the movie. And, uh, there's like four, there's, there's like five main ones. There's a group of four and then they have to bring in like a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. And, um, that one, the heavy hitter is, I think is it no, I thought it was Terrence Stamp, but it's someone else. The Forgotten with Julianne Moore. Oh, I've seen After The Forgotten. being told that their children never existed, a man and woman soon discovered there is a much bigger enemy at work. Oh, I, th- I think I've seen that. Yeah. I have seen that. You know what the... Oh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen The, I the, the seen Forgotten. Uh, do you want to watch it? Maybe. Uh, ah. Probably not. Guess what's more at work? Guess what's at work? Jews. No. She's crazy? No. Her husband's a psycho killer? No. That I don't know. Aliens! Oh. <laughs> if I, I if think that's that was the, in the trailers. If that's the movie I'm recalling, it's Aliens. Um. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, so down here and they're making our freaking kids disappear. <laughs> <laughs> alien, alien human hybrids. Yeah, one of the, the adju- been working on it. Uh, one <clears throat> of the adjustment bureau guys, the head of the four, is the guy that plays older Howard Stark. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the other guy is coincidentally also from the Anthony Mackie. Oh. In like an earlier, that's like an early role for him because it was that and the Hurt Locker, were, I think, were his sort of first couple Kickstarters. Big, big roles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the So at one point, Matt Damon straight up asked him, are you an angel? It makes sense in the, in the, in the movie. And he says, some people call us that. So I like the, the illusion, like. Um, that was I, I. I really wanted the, the movie to go into more of that. Like these guys are technically like a higher level of existence. level of existence, and like people have are what people have taken to be angels and God and stuff. And I wanted I wanted them to get like into like that would have been cool to get into that. Um, but all their power comes from their hats. <laughs> because you know they're just like dudes in suits and yeah and and a hat like you know kind of the traditional look of a of any you know um 40s gangster movie yeah but like but but a 40s fbi guy mm-hmm. you know and yeah it turns out all their powers comes from their or not all the powers but like they're they have a power like they he, can open it to wear this hat should he be worthy <laughs> they'll have the power of anthony mackie right? and the so like bureau you can like they can open a door and it will open into a door somewhere else, like the Matrix. Like the Matrix, yeah. 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 Um, and the, uh, Matt Damon gets to put the hat on at the end of the movie, and <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like like Anthony Mackie's like he's he's telling him like like don't trust anyone with a hat. <laughs> it almost sounds like an Alex Jones bit, right? Yeah, the, the, the way you can tell those are people coming—they come down from a higher plane of existence. They're 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 adjusting everything, and the way you can tell them is they're wearing a hat. You never see me wear a hat. Uh, Two pays those count as hats. Uh, beanies, uh, flat caps. Uh, someone takes a piece of newspaper, folds it into a triangle, puts it on their head. <clears throat> they're probably uh, one of these pan-dimensional beings. Tinfoil, tinfoil is totally okay. 
Speaking of flat caps. Yeah. You know the other movie I watched last week was? What? Uh, Daredevil. What, what What does that have to do with flat caps? Uh, ben Yurick wears one in the entire movie. Oh, okay. Uh, ben Yurick as played by uh, um, Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. Uh, who I always thought was a weird choice for Ben Yurick. Ben Yurick's supposed to be like a, sh- to me, has always has been like a scrawny, shrivelly, nerdy guy. Um, uh, that movie. Fucks. <sighs> yes. <laughs> uh, which, which is somewhere between Wake fucking rocks up, and sucks. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Evan, uh, like, isn't there a? Is it a fight scene or is it a training scene sent it's to a, that Evanescence song? It's, it's the scene right after Electra's father dies. Yeah, and she goes into some to fight sandbags. Fight sandbags sent to Evanescence. Now here's where here's where the movie deviates is 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 a uh, Electra having like a this weird sandbag trap in her like penthouse apartment and fighting it in the dark during a lightning storm. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking dumb. Evanescence is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got that totally backwards. <laughs> uh, I am not, I am being completely serious. <coughs> I really like Evanescence. I think you might be a homosexual. Yeah, maybe, but, yeah. uh, um, They've got some great songs. Um, no, but I, no, they, I, got, I, they have two songs. They have more than two songs. Well, wake me up. Uh huh. And that, like, uh, I held you for all these years or something. My immortal. My immortal. Yeah. Lithium. That is a Nirvana song. That is also an Evanescence uh, song. Going under. Never heard it. Tourniquet. Mm. That's deep cut. Only Evanescence <laughs> fans know Tourniquet. <laughs> Deep lore. <laughs> I um, go hard in the paint for Evanescence. Yeah, I, I do. I do go hard in the paint for Evanescence. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! But in the context of that film, it's the it's some of the worst. It's some of the worst cinema ever no, made. No, the worst cinema ever made is Electra and and uh, oh, the, the the Electra movie is the Electra movie no. is, is is that scene. Times like, a million. Times a million compounded into an hour and a half. No, no. The worst the worst part of that movie is the Electra and uh Matt Murdoch fight in the oh, street. In the playground. On the it's, playground. It's that is the dumbest fucking cinema was, ever. When people say cringeworthy, they usually just mean like, oh, this is I don't like this. Or yeah. no, that scene is actually cringeworthy. <laughs> you're just, like, uh, just like uh, like, uh, like you're just slinking down in your seat as you watch it. Yeah. It's Weird. That and every time that uh, Colin Firth Farrell Farrell takes his beanie off to rub his weird scar. Yes, I will. I will say though, I think he might be the highlight of that movie. Ex- he, well, so here's here's the actual highlight of the movie: fucking Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin as Kingpin. Absolutely, one of the best pre MCU actor choices they ever made. Yeah. Um. Holy shit, he is such he is commanding. He is almost he's like the literal personification of like when I think of the Kingpin, I think of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Exactly. But when I when I watched Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin, he's like the he's the physical personification of that Kingpin. Yes, and it's one of those things where 
uh, someone who was trying to go like, oh, we need to cast like a big fat white guy to be Kingpin because that's what yeah, Kingpin yeah. has always been. Someone was like, no, we need someone who has like charisma and power. Yes. And Michael Clark Duncan has all those things. And so, yeah, he's he's Kingpin. It's black, but it's like, no, he's just a great actor to play Kingpin. Yeah. Way better than Vincent D'Onofrio. <clears throat> I think they were going for two different things. I do think they're going for two different things. And I do think Michael Clark Duncan is a better kingpin. Yeah. I would, would, you take Michael Clark Duncan's kingpin and put him in the Daredevil series. Fucking incredible. Oh, man, that would have been great. Because D'Onofrio, like, yeah, he was big and round and bald and wore a white coat, but he, he just didn't have any charisma. I, what it seemed like he was trying, Vincent D'Onofrio was trying way too hard. Yes, to actor it up. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get when you're going for trying to make him more sympathetic. Yeah, in that series, but um, no, I, Michael Clark Duncan, great, great, out of the park. great pick. Yeah. Oh yeah, even like like when um. The, when they're fighting at the end and he break he Daredevil breaks his knees. Yeah. And he and he falls onto his knee and then he falls onto his broken knees and he's yelling in pain. Ah, it's great. Um, but I I did, you know, watching it again now, you know, you know, fucking fifteen plus years separated from when it came out. Um I remember Bullseye, Bullseye's thing being like specifically his rubbing his weird scar thing and necks. And he it, <laughs> he kills so many people in the neck. Yeah, the first the first scene he's in where he's in like an Irish pub for some for no reason he hits that dude with the darts. Or no, no, with, no, it's paper clips. He uh, yeah, he unfurls paper clips and throws them into this dude's neck. He kills Kingpin's guard with pencils in the neck. Yeah. Um, he slices Electra in the neck with a playing card. Uh, he hits. No, he slices her with one of her sighs. Uh, he slices her with the playing card too. Yeah, I think pretty sure he slices her throat with his. With one oh of no, her that, that's the, that's the second that's the second time. Okay. Um, he hits uh Daredevil in the in the throat with um the like communion uh Bowl. dish at at the uh, church. <laughs> You can tell I go to church a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the thing where they put the money. No, no, that's the offering plate. That's the offering plate. Yeah. This was the uh, communion wafer bowl. Yeah. It's different. It is different. Get a grip tab. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they are. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. I'm not the one fucking you. If you if you'd spend a little more time going to church and a little less time listening <laughs> to Evanescence, maybe you know these things. Uh, holy shit. Well. This has been this week's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. See you next week. See ya. If you want to call in the Here's Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. We got one here from Deadhelm. Hey, guys. Deadhelm. You know, uh, this is going to be about two weeks ago now, but uh, you called me out of having too much pets, which I honestly agree on. But uh, uh, my original thing was going to be like, oh, yeah, bro. Well, actually, 
all my cats, well, both of my, specifically my fucking cats died moving here because fuck me and, you know, fuck anything you care about, right? And, yeah. uh, uh, I was gonna say that in the Discord. And, uh, Discord goes, oh, hey, your account's been disabled. I don't know if it's because I was in, uh, you know, whatever fucking Discord. Too many spicy Discords? These fuckers probably got me banned, so... Uh, ah, our Discord's know. not banned. I don't have to waste my time using a shitty fucking app anymore. Thanks, guys. Stay serious. Ah, uh, Deadhelm got, got yeeted by the furries. Let me, let me Google search Discord Discord server bans. It's like, oh, that was another wave of child porn bans. Uh, someone texted us. Whoa, really? Yeah, someone texted us a picture of what looks like a Subaru of some kind that has both passenger side door handles ripped off. <laughs> yeah! Uh, I'm sorry, Tab. Uh, that was me. I texted you that. I think it was right Matt. after you walked into the house. I think it was. I think it was Matt from Minnesota because he says, uh, Was Tim in Minnesota recently? <laughs> Were you? Did you fly up there? And uh, absolutely. On a, on a bender? Here's the other gig. People that spin the seatbelt clip backwards in the seatbelt. So whenever you try to put the seatbelt on, it folds up on you and it's not flat against you. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Who does this? Who likes the seatbelt all fucked up on you? I never understood this, but every time I get in somebody's car, the passenger seatbelt's all fucked up like that. Every time I buy a vehicle, the seatbelt on the driver's side fucked up like that. Who keeps fucking up the seatbelt? I do. I go into my car and just twist them up real bad. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. Sometimes you'll you'll put a seatbelt on and it's got ten twists. In How it. does that happen? I have no idea. Because like I reach over my shoulder. Depend, you know, some some cars it's up high. You reach yeah, over yeah. your shoulder and grab it. Some it's low. You reach down, but it comes straight out and clips into the belt. Yeah. And then when I let go, it zips into the wall. That's the only interaction really I ever have with seatbelts. Um, like what are people doing with these seatbelts? Now I, I've occasionally like it'll catch something and not, yeah, not yeah, retract yeah. all the way in, and then it's kind of fucked up. And then you you like you just kind of flick it and yeah. it goes back to normal. I don't know what these people are doing in their cars to make this kind of They're stuff. Using happen. them as sex swings. <laughs> using them like strap shit down. <laughs> I have seen people do that. Which I've done that. I mean, I've like. I've had something that I wanted secured. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but you know, I'll, I'll pull the seatbelt in and kind of buckle it in and yeah. maybe run the strap through a handle or something yeah. and then pull it until that child lock engages. Mm -hmm. But then when I undo it, I undo it and make it like right again. Yeah. Fucking weird people. Well, those are the voicemails and that's our episode. So thanks everybody for listening till next time.